podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. Been a great couple of weeks for the Reds. Uh, got a couple of games to go over. I'm going to look ahead to the Newcastle game. So, joined by uh, Craig and Jay today. So, how are we doing, my lads? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, all good. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, so, I'm going to start by sort of talking about the Milan game again. So, mm. Jay, Jay was lucky enough to get over there and get in the San Siro and that. So, I, I mean, must have been a great experience for you, lad. I mean, San Siro was one of them. Iconic stadiums in world football that is not going to be here for much longer. Yeah, do you know what? I've never, I've been been loads of places around Europe. I've never been in all of a stadium, but the walk up to that was something else. It it, it looks like it's mad. You you just you get emotional walking up to it. it, it it's nuts. I can't explain it when you see it all lit up and that, and you're walking in like I think it's about five hundred of us all stuck together, and you're just walking in like a column all singing and you see the lights it, it's unbelievable um, it's, it's fucking mad the facilities inside is shit there isn't even a concourse couldn't get a bevy or anything um, you could get one one bevy from one end of the ground but it wasn't about that we took it easy on the day um, so we could take it in you know what I'm like usually I get, I'll get absolutely sozzled and don't even remember the match but no we, we, we took it all in like and it was it was a it's the most cold ground I've ever been in my life, but the Red Sox was bouncing eventually, so it was uh, great to beat them in their own grounds, and it resulted in them going out and us obviously winning six out of six. Yeah, um, I mean it was a great performance, and like you say, on just even on the telly, it looks like a great stadium. Uh, so it must have been just unbelievable to be inside. Um, I mean the the game itself, it, it, I don't think it ever really looked like. We were in danger of losing the game, even when even when they went ahead. Um, I think it was still quite comfortable for us. What what would what did you make of it, Craig? Yeah, it was just pretty, pretty straightforward. It was nice to see a few of the like obviously Tyler Morton got a start as well, didn't he? So it was nice to see him getting a Champions League start, and I think he done well. As you said, it, it looked pretty comfortable from from the way that like from obviously the first whistle, and even though they went ahead, we still looked like we were going to control the game, and come the end result, we still still got the win. Yeah, I think it helps that their keeper isn't nearly as good as Donnarumma, who they let go. Uh, both goals were his fault. They were both preventable and yeah. it, worked, it worked in our favour, so I'm not arse like. But um, no, it was. It was great to see Tyler Morton get, get the full 90. I think he got, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he got 90, yeah. He's looking better Nico, and better each game. Well, Say again. Nico Williams has a great game. Phillips, yeah. really, um, Oxlade-Chamberlain absolutely run the midfield. Superb again. Um, it was great. In hindsight now, seeing them score, how their fans react when they score, there's like there's like there's like plastic windows around the ground. And when they scored, they were all jumping over the seats to get to them to get close to the players. It was it was boss like to see. Um they played that same song over and over again. Some dickheads with a drum and a fucking <laughs> microphone non-stop all the all the way through it. But um yeah, it was it was great to see them do what they do and then obviously see us do what we do. But 
the game was controlled all the way through it. It was in, in spells, it was like a training game. I couldn't believe they're top of their league. It's mad, they're, isn't it? Their football is absolute shite. So bring on your international, you know. Oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I think they just want to point ahead, haven't they? They're on top of the league, isn't it? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So, but obviously, they're not playing as well this season either as, as they have in recent seasons. They, they haven't got as many people who you've really feared in the team. Mm. Whereas Lukaku was on form for them, wasn't he? When he played yeah, for them, obviously, yeah. he went to Chelsea and dropped out of form again. But it's one of them. We don't really fear anyone in Europe at the minute. The only team that I can see us having a, game, a good game against is Bayern. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah, I mean, like you say, Inter aren't the same Inter that they were last season. They've lost the two biggest assets in. Conte and Lukaku so really if we control the game as we have done every game in the Champions League this season then it should be fairly straightforward for us and like you say I think the only team that's going to give us a game right now is is Bayern I think people will say PSG um, but again their defence defensively they don't have to be great because of what their league is over two legs and that you can't see any team beating us really over two legs coming to Anfield the second leg as well can't see anyone beating us in your I'd rather get Munich than the final. If that's that's be me one wish. If I, if we if we can get Bayern Munich or Atletico over two legs instead of the final, then I'll be happy with it. And the one team I'd want to avoid is Atletico in the final because they're absolutely disgusting. Um, but I, yeah, I'm not scared of anyone. PSG, we'd absolutely. I think we put ten past them in the, in the fucking in the two leg game, but we can we will concede. Yeah, that's it. Defensively, they're not they're not great. They don't have to be because of how weak the French league is, but going forward, you can't deny the talent of, you know, Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, uh, even if he hasn't really done much in the French league, like, but it's still fucking Messi, isn't it? It's when they they don't turn up often enough, I don't think. Messi I think seems... it's funny the way um, Man City are favourites to win it. Oh, oh, every yeah. it's, it's, it's mad, isn't it? Every year they're favourites to win it. They've been to one final and the favourites never won year. it. I know, a team who's never won it's a favourite to win it every oh, year. Yeah. you got as much chance as fucking Tottenham. It's bizarre. It's mad. It's bizarre. They just haven't got that pedigree to, to get over the line and long may that continue because my stomach was fucking turning when they got the final last year. <laughs> I yeah, I hate them. And it was a catch train too because I'm not the biggest fan of Chelsea. Yeah. Um, out the two the two evils, I don't ever want to see them cunts win a, the European Cup because it is bought. Now, I know Chelsea have bought it but in recent years it's been a bit less, hasn't it? Yeah. They've got, got past that around the stage where they controlled football and they've had to to get with the times a little bit more and you know approach FIFA fair play a bit better and seeing them beat them in the finals made up I honestly was fucking made up a good yeah. manager as well now haven't they as well and Sue Shaw yeah. very good manager brilliant yeah. manager likeable that's it he's given them an identity now Chelsea and I think Man City as good as a football side they are I just can't just can't relate to them the fans they can't sell the ground out the fucking tickets on Groupon for, for big Champions League games and that and they're still, they're still putting down in the finances that they're selling out every week and they're getting away with it. Knocks me sick. They were giving them away, weren't they, for the, in the Arndale Centre for the um, one of the games last season. Was it last season or was it this season? I don't know. This it was season. one of them. Yeah, this season in the Arndale, weren't they? They're a joke. Yeah, it's They're mad. a joke of a football club. But it's, it's sad because they're fans where you were brilliant fans when they were shit and now they're entitled and they've got all the tourists. I think the tourists have pushed the, the proper fans out. So it nearly happened with us after Istanbul. Had a lot of proper local Liverpool fans spewing it because could Thomas Cook packages and all that in the ground, but we've sort of rallied together with the spirit of Shankly and got our identity back again. Yeah, it happens, doesn't it? Like you say, it'll probably happen with Newcastle over the next few years with all the money they've got. 
Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll get to them shortly. But, <clears throat> you know, they're going to make a few signings in January. Like that, pic- be... that picture that went round, and it's saying about um, the Chelsea fan who's not, who had a city, he's changed to a city shirt now, he's going to have to go and buy a Newcastle shirt. And that. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> have a little collection. Yeah, yeah. It's mad. No, it is. That's, that's what, unfortunately, that's what type of fans that get bred these days. It's glory up and fans. And as I say, Newcastle are going to get loads of them. But <clears throat> if there's one set of fans in in England, apart from us, who are going to make sure that doesn't happen, it's Newcastle fans, because you'll just get that fucking overweight fella who never puts a top on and he'll just fucking knock them all out. <laughs> he'll just he'll start scrapping and everything. And <laughs> fucking mad bastards. Um, but say so we'll get to Newcastle in, in a little bit, but... Yeah, it was great to finish the, the Champions League with six wins out of six. Uh, Kanate, want to mention him as well. I don't think any of us mentioned him. He was unbelievable. I know Zlatan's 40, but it's still Zlatan. You've still got to be on top of your game with him. And he absolutely bullied him all game to the point where Zlatan got, you know, got sick of him and fucking threw him to the floor. And he asked for the shirt at the end, didn't he, as well? He said, because he played that well against me. His last time went over to him and said, I wanted to ask him for the shirt and all that. Yeah. And it was thing I was seeing. And, Deserved it for being a 21 year old lad who's come to it to obviously a big club like Liverpool from where he has, and he hasn't even he's just hit the ground running and he hasn't uh, looked back. He just looks so good though, he looks uh, he looks solid and yeah, he looks so um, so mature at the back. Like, must have been hard playing with like Phillips who hasn't played a lot of games and having to like learn off him whilst learning him. But I thought the pair them together, I'd be happy to see that again to be honest. In any game, I thought you were fucking brilliant, Phillips. That little crusade in our box, mate. Yeah. What he was fucking thinking, why that crossed your mind to do that when you've got two players running like you? And he ghosted the pair of them, made them look stupid, but fucking brilliant. Because he's the Bolton Brazy lad, that's what he does. And yet the rumours today, he's meant to have told Sky that he's, he's ready for a move, hasn't he? Which is disappointing. Yeah, but have you actually read the quotes? I read it last night. Been. So what he said basically is he spoke, he spoke to Jürgen and they both agree that he needs to be playing more football. So if if the right offer comes in, Liverpool aren't going to stand in his way. But he's happy at Liverpool still. He's happy learning off the likes of Van Dijk, Kanate, Gomez, Matip. He's happy with that because he's saying, if I'm holding me own against the best strikers in the world as well, playing with Mo and Mane and all that, if, he, if he's holding his own there, that stands him in good stead. So if the right offer comes along and it suits both parties, him and Liverpool... He, he he'll be interested, but if he stays, he's not. He wouldn't be upset. He wouldn't be kicking up a fuss. He's happy to stay at Liverpool as well. So Sky have made a, a sort of headline out of it saying Nat Phillips wants to leave. When really it's like he's open to it, but not too fussed if he doesn't. Kind of thing. I think the fees are only something like ten million. They're looking for him as well, aren't they? Something like that. But I think it's stupid, really, especially seeing what he done for us last season when we had Van Dijk out and Matip out and. Obviously, in the games that he comes in, you, you don't really see him having a bad game ever, ever. I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game for Liverpool. No, so it's just no nonsense. Is he? It's a bit of an insult, really, for him, really, to be saying he's improving on the ball yeah. as well, isn't he? He's improving as a footballer. Not like when he first came in, he was a, a Jamie Carragher, a John Terry. He was a he was a fucking yard dog. He was just getting rid of the ball, get it, yeah. if that's true, win the headers, do all the donkey work, but in, in a good way. But he's, he's looking a lot better on the ball. Looking more confident, he's crouching turn fucking a brand of it. He was throwing him. He's only twenty six or something as well, and he's something like twenty. Not even nice. I think he's only like twenty four. Is he twenty four? That's what I mean. He's still young. It's it's, yeah. it's one of them. It could be one of the mistakes in the future that you you regret doing. Like 
looking at looking at me, I'd really look at a bigger picture and say Gomez, he's more injury prone. He's yeah. he sort of will get us more money in the transfer market. Do you know what I mean? And then the likes of Phillips will get more game time, and then come on as a player being alongside the likes of Kanate Van Dijk, Matup. Yeah. So it's that's just my my view on it. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's a no brainer if you if you get him rid of one of the two. Now don't get me wrong, if Phillips just said to Klopp, you know, what's it looking like game time? He's like, as as it is, the odd Champions League game, the odd Carabao Cup, the odd Premier League, and he wants more, then you can understand that. But Gomez is going to be the same. Yeah. So you could effectively lose both of them, but you're going to lose one of the two. I'd rather I, think, like I think where Gomez has probably got the edge over him is if if we if we lose Trent, Gomez can slot in at right back and do a good job. Not obviously, not obviously as good as Trent, but that's where he's got the edge over him. Klopp, like we've got players. Nico as well, haven't we? We Nico have, Williams, we have got him. Well, you know what Klopp's like? He likes players yeah. who are versatile. He likes players I, I, who I, I, can I, I, play I, I, multiple I, I, positions. Say again. There's that dog kicking off. Go on, who would you rather play right back, did you say? I'd rather have him on the right back. Yeah. I don't know. I think I don't think the way the way our, the way our full-backs work, I don't think it's the right thing to do anymore. I'm asking a... 35, 36-year-old Milner. Back now. Today. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> you know, to play fucking right-back, he's not... He's going to be good defensively at right-back, but he's not going to have the same effect going forward. And I think Gomez has got the pace, which, like Jay said before himself, that kind of does get him out of jail quite a bit yeah. when he plays. Um, But if you put him at right-back, he's got the pace. If he can work on the delivery a bit, I think he's a good deputy, to be honest. And then he can also come in at centre back. As I say, Klopp likes that versatility in players. Yeah, plus obviously Milner's age comes into a factor as well. You're not going to have Milner around forever. Could no. be one of his last seasons at Liverpool, really. Um, depending on obviously if the right off. I can see him going back to Leeds, but he's talking about the coaching role at Liverpool, isn't he? But he's been offered a coaching role or something at Liverpool once he's, he yeah. finishes yeah. His, his contract. But oh, um, well, lad. But yeah, <laughs> obviously we've got we've got a few for right back. Obviously Gomez is a shout and his paces. Is more of a convincing argument to Klopp than probably not Phillips because you need pace in the Premier League really for the yeah. for the strikers that are in it. So yeah, it's it's obviously it's, it's one of them situations you don't know. Yeah. Only Klopp I, knows, doesn't he? I think it'd be a shame to lose either one of them, to be honest with you. Um but I can understand if if either of them does want to go, it's clear that the main three centre backs are Van Dyke, Matip and Kanate. So you know, do they really want to be fighting out for the fourth and fifth choice centre back? It's a Bit of a weird position to be in, I suppose. Yeah. The same with a rig, though, isn't it? It's the same with a rig as a striker. You need someone who's willing to to do that role, to mm. to sit there and wait for the chance. And think out the truth, Phillips is more accustomed to do that. Yeah. Gomez is going to kick up a fuss soon, I think, because he thinks he's entitled because he's been there. He's, he's played in the Premier League when inside that that was a brilliant defence with Van Dijk. So. Out but, but Matt, it was a big part in that as well, weren't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, it was a. I'm even seeing him against Villa when just some of the runs he makes in that. Well, what you think a defender shouldn't be, a central defender shouldn't be making them runs, and he just goes, doesn't he, and just doesn't stop he's, until he's a bit of the box. I was shouting, oh, it's, it's Alan Hansen, that's it's Matt, but I know what he means. Like, yeah, no, again, Matt, I've said, I've said many times this season, Matt has been right up there with Van Dyke this year, yeah. I think he's arguably been better than him, to be honest with you. I think he's been, I think he's been more consistent than Van Dijk. Um, Van Dijk has had probably more. It's it's a weird one. Van Dijk's probably been better in 
a lot of games, but I think consistently Matip's just been great every game, whereas Van Dijk's had a few little wobbles here and there, and I don't think Matip has. It's um, it's it's just no, me. I was going to say, it's mad, it's mad that you've got two, two defenders, like big, strong defenders, who are brilliant defenders, but the two different like things when they're going forward, Van Dijk likes to spread the ball over to Salad and that, and then you've got Matip who can just run right the way through the whole of the whole of team, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, look, look at Van Dijk's ball against Wolves. That wins yeah. us the game. He plays yeah. that ball, he sees Salah. Don't get me wrong, Salah's touch to get into the box and give us a D-Rock, but then they're massive three points and that's, a, that's a, as a team combined and that's what they offer. They all offer different things, but say matter defensively, I don't think there's been a better player in the league. And if there is, it's only Van Dijk. I'm yeah. on a free, we got him on a free as well, didn't we? It's, just... it's outrageous. We yeah. talk about Milner. So about Milner has been a marvellous free, and he, he, he is, he's out, outrageous, but I think week in, week out, because at the minute, Matip's just on a different level than anyone. I couldn't believe it as well. I thought he was older than what he was. Do you know, when you look at him, he looks like, yeah. I think he's only about 27 or something, and he's not, he's yeah, not he's, old for the... Yeah. For the centre-back, especially. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Young, like, um, but there's even rumours now, because um, Samuel Eto'o's now the head of the Cameroon FA, that he's going to come out of retirement and we're going to lose him as well in January. So No, he said he's not going to no. do it for this. Klopp oh, he? said, no, yeah, yeah, Klopp already said he's not right, going okay. for this one. He might do, but it's getting spewed anyway, isn't it? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Have you um, seen the thing? People are tweeting, there won't be more in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, lads. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, but, I mean, the African um, like federation or whatever, they're adamant that it's still going ahead, aren't they? So, I think we've knows. got enough cover to, to see us through. It's only a few games in it, do you know what I mean? And the only one game that you probably worry about is Chelsea away. Yeah. If you look at the fixtures where they could be going, but like you look at it, Harvey Elliott's meant to be back in the new year and stuff. And for me, no, will be back. Um, Minamino, that's what I mean. You've got Minamino, Joss is still going to be there. A yeah. you've got enough cover. And in the midfield, you're only losing Cater, but you lose him after season anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's not really a, any different, is it? You only know I mean? no. a few games. Um, well, I think what people are forgetting as well is still as well that they're only they're not going for the first two games or something. Oh, so we'll we'll have yeah, them for yeah, Chelsea then. For like two weeks to train and then we've agreed to to keep them and put them on a program or something that could be doing over there. So they'd be they'd be well in. So I still can't. Way. I I still can't see it going ahead though myself. I can't. I really can't, especially. I hope it does. And it sounds stupid, but if that doesn't go ahead, then other things aren't going to go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Stop travel, they'll stop fans and all that. So I hope for the good of football, it does fucking go ahead and everything stays the same because I'm fucking sick of these. uh, I was coming to a standstill now. I was reading before that France are um, banning arrivals from the UK as of, I think it was Tuesday or something like that. So it's already fucking beginning again, lad, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I, I know what you're saying about, about that side of things, but obviously from a purely selfish Liverpool point of view, I hope it doesn't go ahead so that we keep our best players. But I think what people are forgetting as well with that with that is Chelsea will lose Mendy, who is so important to the way they play. He's been brilliant for them. And I think they've got Kepeta coming, which is right. a lot worse than having us needing to bring in Firmino or Harvey Elliott or... You know what I mean? So I think their loss is actually bigger in a way than ours. You look at it when we beat Barcelona without Mo Salah, do you know what I mean? You can beat teams without yeah. certain players. and that. It's, yeah. it's not like we're missing half the team. We're only missing Mane and Salah. And 
it's only really Salah's goals we're missing in the game, and you've got the likes of um, Firmino and Jota still on the pitch, and Origi who's going to get you. There's enough players. We've got it. We've got a good enough. And you've got, you've got some good youngsters coming through as well who could come in if need be. Katie Gordon, obviously not, Curtis Jones as well, coming back yeah. from injury. So when you lose Cater, you're going to obviously gain from having Jones back in the team and back on the squad. And the midfield three is not going to change in Fabinho, Henderson, no. Thiago. So it's you can see it the last however many games. Not, not as bad midfield. as people are making out, is it? No way no, near. No. And, and especially with the way the, the squad's playing at the minute, Minamino's coming, done his bit, Adigi, some more yeah, than his brilliant. It's the media that hypes it all up that we're going to be, I don't know, drastically losing players and we're going to struggle, but it's not going to, it's not going to be like that. We're I think Klopp likes that enough. side of it. Yeah. I think Klopp will love the club we're saying, yeah, just send that send that link to Minamino, send that link to Origi and Jota. Yeah, this is what they're saying about you. We're yeah, fucking yeah. yeah, loves proving people wrong. Yeah, we'll be fucking sound, mate. I can't even believe they're bringing Cater into the, the actual conversation about we're going to miss this trio because it's really, we're only going to miss the two of them and we're not going to miss them that bad, yeah. really. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not. <laughs> going to be bad. Cater's going to go down as one of them signings that we're never going to see the full potential of him. And it, it's going to be one of the biggest shames, I think, that we've we've had in recent years, especially under Klopp. It's uh, kind of feel sorry for him a bit in a way. Especially but, uh, when he come in after... To fill the number eight share, you know what I mean. He put, he got yeah. the number eight share, paid fifty million for them, and it just doesn't. Yeah, he what, just what's dead annoying about him now is is when he actually does get a run of games, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's too injury prone, and he them little knocks they mm-hmm. make him a little knock on other players. It'd, it'd be just a little knock to him. It's a few games. Do you yeah. think it's like in his head, sort of what people Mental. used to say about Sturridge? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, because now Sturridge, apparently, he's he's been doing obviously not getting as injured as much as he where he no. he's been playing and that, but. It could be in his head, and yeah, just hope he, hope he turns a corner. And I think some players are psychologically affected by it, though. As I, I remember Gerard saying about Sturridge, and he said when he got a knock before the United game, and he gets a corner and say, "Listen, we haven't got another striker. There's you and Louis. We need you to play." <laughs> and he, he ended up playing. He scored in the second minute. We won one 0 He said, "But Suarez, on the other hand, would be staying behind and hiding from the physios." Because he'd have all swelling all over his legs, and he wouldn't want him to see it because he wants to play the next week. Yeah. So, just different different mindsets. Yeah. Some players are willing to, to get it to play, and some players are petrified it's going to be career ending. I think it's probably it. something like about the way they've started the careers as well. Like mm-hmm. you compare Sturridge to to Suarez. Sturridge was at Coventry, then went to City. He was touted as the next big thing from the way go from his career. Whereas Suarez has had to go from Danubio in Uruguay to Groningen in Holland to Ajax. He's had to he's had to work his way up to get to the top kind of thing, where the Sturridge has kind of always been there. If you think of Sturridge like Coventry, Chelsea, Bolton, all them. Man City. way up still. But he hasn't he has, probably hasn't had to work as hard to just get where he was now. Just Suarez, as you've seen, he'd fucking butt you in the face to win a throw-in. That's the type <laughs> of player. He's a, he's a hardy street footballer. And I think the, the the young I think storages of that that age where coming up they were they're still giving everything mm. even as kids and when they do make it they expect Jordan Ibe was the same you know what I mean maybe expected him to be the next Dale and he got a contract and he went to shit mm, yeah. um, I don't don't think storage was like that I just think when you haven't got to work as hard for it as, as to say then, yeah. I think with Ardo, there was obviously other things going on. He's obviously had, he's obviously opened up about like his his mental health struggles and stuff like that. And he's 
I'm not sure if he's even still on the books at Derby, to be honest with you. I don't know if he was, but I don't know if he's still there. Um, you look at now as well with like Harvey Elliott and that. It's they've they've been hyped up by everyone who's been the next big thing and that. And it's even down to kids now. Have you seen that young kid on the internet going around? He's only about seven or eight, and yeah, apparently he's Liverpool's next Messi. Do you know what I mean? But like the pressure that puts on a kid of that age. Obviously, now he's got he's got to start as obviously. He's got to do do the business to prove it, and yeah, it yeah. puts a lot of pressure on him. And Harvey Elliott, I think, getting injured as well probably might might knock his confidence a bit. But he's not going to be as. But he's only young, and he so yeah. he can still get down to weight as well, though, isn't he, Harvey Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen, a, seen a video with him, and they were asking him like, "What, what's your best designer clothes?" And he's like, "I don't really. I'd rather spend money elsewhere." That's it. He just hasn't got that. Couldn't approach a bad yeah, thing. Seems, seems like a good kid. Like, like, like when Madrid coming for him, didn't he? Sort of always trying to get him to sign for him, saying, Do you want to come and meet Sergio Ramos and all that? And he said, He turned him down. He said, No, because he injured Salah last yeah, year yeah, and, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, final. Yeah. And that's you know what I mean. And it's, he had his ass set on that. Liverpool. And that was yeah, it. yeah. He's so, a Liverpool fan, and he's, he's always been a Liverpool fan. Yeah, he's a Liverpool fan. I think I love all that, mate. But again, like sentiments out the window. an absolutely brilliant footballer. So. As as the years go on and he, he develops, he's gonna be fucking he's gonna be world class. Yeah, he is, absolutely. Um so let, let's talk a bit about let's move on a little bit now, uh, talk about the villa game. Obviously, you were both there. Um now Jay, I know you were saying that they were fucking vile <laughs> and you were horrible yeah. to watch. That uh, close to doing Gerard lads. I was <laughs> absolutely one of the worst football scenes I've ever seen come to Anfield. Absolutely horrible. From the think- thought 45th second, their keeper was wasting time. Oh, he's horrible, that man. I've never seen anything like it. Gerard said to them, (laughs) get in their heads, infuriate them, frustrate them, and they'll turn, and they'll start getting fucking angry. And don't get me wrong, as a manager, he's got to do that, but I I expected a lot better. I thought he was going to put himself in the shop window a little bit and show us a a bit of football. They were fucking chronic, mate, honestly. Absolutely chronic. It surprised me, to be honest, because... You looked at them, I mean, obviously it's a bit different at Rangers, but you look at them at Rangers, he always tried to play football. You know, the games against uh, this season when he's come to Villa, they tried to play football. I think the only one probably where they didn't again was was City. So I think he's obviously got a... I think he's just sort of doing damage limitations sort of thing. Let's go, frustrate them, as you say, and hopefully get a draw. And Or if not, we'll lose by the one goal, which I think they did in both games. They only lost by the one goal. So I think he's just, until he can get his players in, get his style properly. I think that's how he's going to approach the, the team he knows it a lot better than them. You look at his stinger results, he's got all wins apart from the two losses against us and City and both didn't get, obviously City, I see in the game he played against City and he, he actually played a bit of football and actually looked like a team he wants to play but as Jay said, when when he came to Anfield did it last week, it was it was audible watching them. It was just looked like it was, it was an audible team to watch in that and yeah, they were just time-wasting from the minute, from minute one and it was audible but I'm just glad we eventually got the penalties just to, to get the win, really. Because it didn't look like it was going to come any other way. No. I remember my dad taking me the match in on the day 9-11 and we played Bo Vista at Anfield. And my dad still, say Bo Vista for me, dad, and he goes, fucking horrible then, Portuguese patterns. <laughs> because that's what, he, that's what they were like, diving from the first minute, all over the floor, trying to get us booked. They, they were fucking horrible. And that's what I said to me, dad. That reminds me then. And so I think Gerard has gone way over the top in his like not disrespect for Liverpool but as if you know Villa are the big thing could have just said yeah I love Liverpool but I'm at Villa now 
and until anything else happens, then forget about it. But if I'm down the M6 and we've I've upset all the fans, I'm not asked. At the end of the game, like we we could we deserve to draw. They got a penalty. We should have had a penalty. Yeah, he was calling for it, wasn't he? Stupid, mate. You sound stupid. You've got you're trying too hard to get him in. Them same Villa fans are singing feet the Scousers. You know what I mean? And he stood there on their line, and then he goes and claps them at the end. And I didn't see him clap us. To be honest with you. Oh, no, we just literally put one little one little no. hand up. That was it. I was. I was annoyed. We we sang his name at the end of the ground at the end of the game, and. He turned his back on the cop and went towards their fans. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're his fans, but when they're singing Feed the Scousers and all that, and he stood there, I'd have just, as I came out after the game and said, I'd appreciate if you just fucking don't sing that, because that's where I'm from, you cheeky, brummy bastards, six fingered twats. We were even singing it to the game as well, weren't we? When he walked out, we started singing it. And yeah. He'd done a little, one little hand thing again, but he wasn't, like, obviously. You know he, he loves Liverpool and that, but he should have showed it a bit after the game. The game's yeah, done now. Do you know what I mean? He should have showed a little bit to the appreciation for what we've. I think to it's obviously it must yeah. be. Is is a His head was probably all over the place. He's probably never thought to himself in his career, managerial or player, that he would ever have to go to Anfield as an opposition. And I just don't think he's ever he's really known how to handle it. So I think he's gone like Jay said. He's gone a bit too far. <clears throat> on the Villa side of things. And to be honest, his comment saying if I'm going down the M6 with three points and I've lost a few fans on the cop, then so be it. I don't mind that because you want a manager who wants to win every game. That's just, that's what it is. So I don't mind that comment, but I get what you're saying. Sort of very little acknowledgement of the fans in, in the ground and stuff like that was was a bit weird. I think you're seeing it with Vieira going back to the Emirates this season. He was very different. He was practically, well, I think he applauded the whole stadium, which that's all it takes. It's a little 10 seconds to applaud every side of the stadium and that's all it was. And then no one would have a problem. Um, I think he's probably come to Anfield with the mindset of, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a former Liverpool player. I don't want to come here and get embarrassed. I don't want my team to go out and get beat 5-6-0, or six nil, which, let's be honest, the form we, we're in could have easily happened against anyone. So I think he's just thought I'm not going there to get embarrassed. They're a decent side, though, and yeah. the likes of where we've struggled this year is fast players getting them behind. You've got the likes of Ollie Watkins and that playing there, and he, he hasn't even. Lad, there was a time where we they had three attacks and we made three mistakes defensively. Where we the keepers made a mistake, they mm-hmm. clattered into each other. They didn't press us. They knew that was happening every time they come in, in near our box. We made a mistake. They didn't press the ball. He wasn't interested in going towards our goal till the last five minutes. <laughs> And again, you can say defensively, park the bus, whatever. Ask them for yellow cards, diving around the floor, rolling back onto the pitch when you've gone off the pitch so you to waste time, wasting time from the first minute. That's tactical. That's his decision. That's he's made them, he's asking them to do that. And yeah, I don't think he's going to go very far if he continues it. If they were, so, if they would play the way they played in the last few games that they played under him since he came in, they probably would have got a draw out the game. Oh, they could, they could, do you know what I mean? They could have even a chance to beat us because we were off our game. That, like, we had the chances, couldn't put them away. We had a few where you think, how, how have you missed them? Even the one on one, the three on one chance and that. And you think, you've just, you've just obviously wrecked your chance and that. But even the keeper and that, even when it comes to Salah's penalty, he does it all the time. So I just put the player off and that, doesn't he? But I hate him, me. He's a good keeper, <laughs> but I just hate him. I, just I love Henderson, though. Henderson pushed Salah to the back of the little. Yeah, yeah, behind everyone. Building funds the keeper. But I love that from our fans as well. They sang Gerard's name. He didn't fucking 
didn't really acknowledge us and he started singing Anderson's name then. Which yeah. again, he's the new man, he's the new captain. He's possibly the better captain. And, so. and then it went straight onto Trent about the scouser in our team straight away. Yeah. So it's if to say you don't acknowledge us, lad, we'll just move on to someone else, isn't it? It's how it is. The way it is, like, don't get me wrong, football moves on and he, he's at Villa now, but at the end of the day, acknowledge the fans you've played for and you have loved and they've loved you. Do you know what I mean? Clap the Villa fans first and foremost, but again, it's the same. It's the same. I'm sure Gerard made a comment about Man United fans singing about Scousers when Rooney played for them. And now it's the same. You know, you, they're singing about Scousers. You look Sam, at them Brighton come round as well. Brighton come back and Lallana done a whole lap around Anfield applauded yeah. every single fan do you know what I mean and yeah. it only takes it only takes one little he didn't even have to do that he could have just walked to the to the middle of the pitch and a little clap and walked back off do you know what I mean yeah. everyone would have been happy but he just he just done a little one little wave and a lot of people wouldn't have even seen him do that I didn't see it try yeah. with that game saying who the fuck does he think he is blanking yeah. us <laughs> but to be fair I didn't sing his name myself because his, his tactics pissed me off that much that I want them to just fuck off down the tunnel. He's done me as in, to be honest. No, I, th- I think there was too much sentiment going into the game. You've seen, <clears throat> I've seen a video when they were asking Liverpool, or I'm going to say Liverpool fans, um, what would you rather, fucking us win the league in FA Cup double or we win the league and get beat by Villa in the FA Cup final? So Stevie gets a trophy. And people were going, ah, yeah, we'll, we'll let Stevie have the FA Cup. I'm like, are you fucking mad? You want to do the double, don't you? You know what I mean? I want to win every else. single fucking trophy. I, I wouldn't mind him winning the FA Cup when he, if he come, ever manages Liverpool and then he can win it, you know what I mean? But <laughs> when he's at another club and we're playing him in the final, you, you want your team to win regardless, exactly, yeah. I wouldn't even want him to win a corner. I'd be fuming. <laughs> I just don't get... That, that, that is the thing. Sentiment takes over. Some people love Gerrard. Say great play, great captain. If he, when he's playing us, I hope he wins four, whether it be a quarter-final, semi-final, final... Or a friendly, fuck even him. just a game, the yeah, league game as well. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's only on foot manager, I hope we fucked them. I'm not asked, but I don't care who's in the other dugout. And I'm sure the older generation has said the same about the likes of Shankly and Paisley and Daglish and that. You don't want to, you don't want to lose to anyone. You've you got to look at when Daglish did come back to Anfield with Blackburn. Won the yeah. league. You know they won the league, but the, we realistically, yeah, we beat them. We, we early cost them it, didn't and we? if it wasn't for United being shit on the day, then. United would have won the league and it would have been our fault but we didn't care it was just we want to go you Liverpool you go into every game wanting to win regardless of who's in the other dugout like you say so yeah, I made sense. up we got the win Sentiment can't come into it when they're the manager of a, a, no. a, a opposition team do you know what I mean it's, no. it goes out the window and it's a game of football and you want to win at the end of the day you can and... want them you can want them to do well in every other game except when you play Liverpool that, that's fine yeah. If Liverpool aren't involved in the game, I don't, I, don't, I don't like, I've never liked Villa. So, just because like Gerard's there, I'm not going to like Villa. I hope they don't, I hope they don't go down for his sake because it'll affect him potentially getting a Liverpool job. I think Jay's changed his mind on him ever getting a Liverpool job. Like, don't know about yourself, no, Jay. Not, not, I'm not, not going to be that stupid and naive, but say he's got to build his own team and that. But I just think, even, even if you were playing with fucking Tamia or Stoke, you wouldn't come and play that way. You'd have a little goal. You'd have you'd have a you'd have a plan to hit us on the counter or whatever. There was no plan. It was literally frustrate the crowd and and see what happens. There was no there was no pressing. There was no attack. I think their first. I don't think they had a shot till like the eightieth minute. It was absolutely chronic to watch, lads. And um, well, they had that little mess up, didn't they? The moment where yeah, yeah. Uh, Alison, they say, fouled 
um, Danny Ings, but I think he does actually get a bit of a touch on the ball. Ball lad, yeah. He yeah. slows it down on a number of angles. He 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 gets the ball, hmm. um, and I'm sure he was offside anyway. If you see before as he's running last night, that doesn't always matter. <laughs> if you see when it, when Danny Ings is actually running, though, he shoves Massa past him. So if, yeah, you, yeah. if you wanted to be funny about it, you'd say that's a free kick yeah. before the even penalty come into it because you see Massa on the on the floor or something ends up on the floor, doesn't he? But um, that's it. If they give the penalty, VAR would have looked at look, yeah. would have looked at that. I would imagine. I, I I hope they would have, but it's VAR. I was all about now, innit? You don't know what they do, <laughs> what they do. But come back to Gerard, I think. Yeah, I think he will get that. There will be a time he becomes a Liverpool manager, but people are saying it's going to be after Klopp's reign and stuff when he finishes. But in my eyes, he needs to do something drastically and prove himself. He can't just say, I've won the, the cup with Rangers, the, the league with Rangers, and then get the job after Klopp's gone. He needs to do something more than that. And definitely, he, he needs to do it on, on, on achievements and not merit, really, on yeah, what yeah. he's done for the club. That's what I said to Neil last time because I think Neil's a, Neil said. Point blank, he's his absolute hero when he idolises him and he wants him to manager. No, so do I. He was my hero growing up. He, I had eight on my shirt on everything, but you still got to look at the parts. The realistically, you can't bring a yeah. manager in who's who's not proven himself. A you winning with Chelsea, Chelsea I was last just say. and that fucking hell, he him at the end of it. He booed yeah. him. Same with United and Ollie. Like that, you mm-hmm. just don't want it to go like that. And you just hope sentiment goes out the window. If he comes in, if he win, if he if he gets top six with Villa or something like that. Then again, if that was another manager of Villa and it wasn't Gerard and they've got top six and they're replacing Klopp, are you happy? Are you fucked? You no. wouldn't be going for the Villa manager if it was if it was Dean Smith and he got to sixth. Exactly. You know what I mean? And Klopp was going, you wouldn't be going, we're looking at Dean Smith. You're still going to be looking for top young European managers. You look at the likes of the, the Ajax manager who's a good manager, and you look at yeah. the, the Leipzig one who went to Bayern, young managers mm. who look like the they're going to be good future prospects. Yeah, Gerard falls into that category, but he needs to get it. He needs to play in European football with a foot with a team as well because Rangers didn't get very like can't say he played Champions League with them properly. And he needs to get a team if he's going to prove himself to be a Champions League managing team as well. For because that's what Liverpool are, he's going to have to prove it in the Champions League with a team as well that he can do it in Europe, not just in in Scotland and in England. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just a case as well. Like, I don't, you don't know what his abilities like. I think we'll have people. I think there'll be someone working alongside him and speaking to him as the time draws closer to him getting in, and they'll be giving feedback saying like, his, his level and knowledge is well more advanced than what he should be at a village. You know what I mean? So they might take a risk on him, but say for now, we don't even want to think about a clock going. No, um, just don't, don't. And I think Gerard, the best thing for Gerard. As I say, go to a bigger club than Villa before he goes anywhere near us and see what he's like in the Champions League and that. But that time will come one day, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's going to happen. I but, think it's. Have you, have you heard the talks about Everton? No, no, it's off Liverpool now, but uh, Solskjaer's in talk with the mini uh, about replacing them. Imagine me. <laughs> it's it would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Uh, great. Uh, the other I, day, I'm in a group chat with my cousins. They, they listen to the pod. Hi, lads. How are we? <laughs> uh, they had a little listen to the Everton pods and fucking hell, they agreed with most of the stuff and that. Um, but against that, against Arsenal, they're like, fucking hell, you just, it's not the manager's fault. You can say, you know, don't sack the manager. And then the other day, they're like, man, Benitez out, he's got to go. I think it was one of them where they, they, would, they beat Arsenal and thought, yeah, we're back now. We're, we're starting to, we're going to find form now. We beat Arsenal, we're going to run. And then they just, actually, reality sets in again when they come up against. A bang average team, done it, and 
But that, I was uh, saying last like, last night, obviously they've got Chelsea tonight. And uh, my sister goes, oh, well, there's an easy three points for Chelsea. And I go, nah, you know, because it'd be the most Everton thing ever to beat Chelsea and then get lose the next six games on the spin. And I'll, I'll yeah. buzz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope Everton win tonight. I fucking do. Yeah, so, so do I. They'll be, more, no. they'll be more human than fucking us. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, I've, watched, I've watched games with Everton before. My mate who lives in Dubai, he's coming home for Christmas and that. When they were playing United, when we were going for the league, I think it ended up, I think it was four, I think it was three two to United. And Everton equalised, and he was fucking wounded. Yeah, and then he he helped us, yeah. And he jumped up, and I was like, "This is the ma- He's a big, massive blue." But um, he started taking up golf now because he's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> my half fellas are blue in that, but obviously he's not one of them. Like he'll actually will say it how it is, and that he's not. He's not one of these fans that has got something. He'll just say the truth, and that if they're playing shit, and that he'll he'll say it. And like at the minute when it would come to Derby Day, he said, "I can't see anything other than us getting hammered." And Obviously, he's quite a realist when it comes to that, but he's still a blue at the end of the day, so it was nice rumbling in, regardless yeah. of what's going on. Did he boo the tally in that? <laughs> I think he just fell asleep, probably, something like that. Didn't he, didn't he get to the end of it? Oh, he just fell asleep. Um, yeah, no, it, it's fucking, yeah. It's always fun to laugh at Everton, so we'll always, we'll always fucking get a dig in there. I think, I think their, protest, their protest was the most Everton thing as well, weren't it? The, all 27 uh, of them, all left. 20, yeah, 27 left on the 27 <laughs> minutes. That's it's just mad. He lasted seven minutes longer than the derby, though, which is fucking incredible. <laughs> I know, it's mad, isn't it? And they weren't it, even getting off on the mass, they were going down for a pint and coming back. <laughs> 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 they're just yeah. fucking mad. The, the, ah, I hate them. Um, fucking, <laughs> I've got nothing else to say, I just hate them. Fuck them. Uh, yeah. I hope they go down. It'd be a laugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So obviously tonight we've uh, we've got Newcastle. Should be fairly straightforward, realistically. Um, but I, I've said it now, haven't I? So fuck them, I've jinxed us. Uh, but no, sure, it should be fairly straightforward. They're not doing anything really at the minute. You know, Eddie Howe's come in. He hasn't really changed much. They got the first win, but nothing's really changed with them. The players. Um, they've, they've got a few half decent players, but not no one that's going to cause us any problems. Maybe Barron, Saint Maximan. Um. You're expecting a fairly comfortable game, Jay? Yeah. If it's not three or four, it's a bunch of lads of shite. Yeah. Absolutely shite. And when you were saying about the money earlier, I don't think the money matters with teams like that. That they're, they're, they're going to be, they're going to end up going down. And once you're in that championship, I don't think it matters how much dough you've got. I don't think you're going to claw back up to the to the like levels of City and Chelsea and that way. You can just buy whoever. Mm. That, QPR had yeah. made you though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went down and they're still down there now. I think I think, I think they'll go out. The lower league, the lower teams, even in the Premier League, like the likes of Everton and that, got a fucking got a self posted stamp size, TJ users to, to buy players and that. It's it's our last because they are the looking in, hawking over everything that that's happening from like the bottom to below the top six, mm. and it's fucking hard, but. So I don't think Newcastle have got a chance in hell. It doesn't matter who owns them. I think with fans of fair play, though, it's like you look at it and, you know, people say they don't clamp down on City and then it's because City can go and sell a bit par player for 60 mil Mm. and then they can go and spend as much as they want then because they've complied with financial fair player and losses and stuff like that. Everton have spent 500 million in five seasons and sold fucking about six people for 20 quid so that's why they can't spend no dog when you say that about about that though Man City 
Guardiola come out and said he've sold two academy players and, and fought back like 80 mil. On Sky Sports News, it was 14. Yeah, and yeah. On about Jack Grealish, oh, so he's only cost us 40 mil because we've made 60. They hadn't. They hadn't. It's all rigged to fuck. But they've, they've obviously got someone magnificent doing the accounts who can who can rig it all. Fair play. It is what it's, it is. You see that table it done and it said like the teams that can spend so much and all that. And I think if we wanted to, we can spend two hundred and forty-three million without breaching for financial fair play. I think City are at like a hundred million, but if you look, go down and it's Everton there, like minus. I think it's fifteen million or something. So they've got to like sell the likes of Calvert Lewin and Richarlison, their best players, to even try and fund anything to to sell anything because you can't exactly sell a twenty million pound player and buy a hundred million pound player because they've only got five million to play with, haven't they? It's, yeah. it's crazy. He's been off to just fucking build a five-a-side team in his back garden. He's got he's got more he's got more dough than that um, Abramovich and that that Usmanov who's yeah. their, their part owner or something. Isn't he or they, they, they say he's got nothing to do with them life, but he, he has like he's, he's a silent business, silent business yeah. man, and he's obviously he donated like three hundred grand to the Tory party, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. Rat and his ex-wife did as well. He's yeah. named the, the ground sure named after him, and he the new grounds named after him. So that's how he's got his three hundred million into the club to them because he's given them a name and rights deal, hasn't he? To... Well, his name isn't USM, isn't that Usmanov? Yeah, so he's like he's that's what I mean. he's got a de- deals right. So he's he's obviously paid him. I think it's three hundred million over a contract to keep that stand called the USM Stadium or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah. he's got his money in there some ways, but he's got to do it sort of legitimately, and he to them to try and. Time fun or something. They're gonna have to change the song, aren't they? So come on, come on, head down to USM Stadium. Our last, the only fucking bit. <laughs> I mean, it's our last album anyway. The song is a fucking TV show. So, um, but you know that, that um, say what he's saying there about FIFA Fair Play. They are fucked and respect. My dad goes on about Arsenal with their stadium. Arsenal, Arsenal Wenger built a fucking dynasty there. And it all went to pot when you got that stadium. You had to release players. Had no money coming in. Couldn't spend much. The fucked. Ever the fucked. Everton. Can tell you devastated about that, there, Jay. Oh, um, back, back onto Newcastle then, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, no, what I was what I was going to say. I think with Newcastle, they'll go out and they'll buy sort of decent Premier League play, Premier League players. They'll go out and get you know James Tarkovsky, and I've seen rumours that in for Deli Ali. Just players who'll improve them in the short term, kind of thing, and they'll they'll keep them. I, I reckon they'll survive. They'll keep themselves up. Next season, they'll they'll go and buy slightly better players, and I think they'll do it gradually. They'll carry on buying better and better players, and eventually they might finish top half. I've heard right. as well, though, that the, the Premier League clubs have all, apart from obviously Newcastle, have said they've come together and said we're not selling any of our players to Newcastle just because of the, the apparently there's all there's been uproar haven't they over them buying it mm. I don't know how true that is um, but if they do sell them to them they've got to think they, they might buy James Tarkowski they're, they're going to have to pay over the odds for players who aren't worth that sort of money because everyone knows now they're the richest club in world football so it'd be stupid to say go on you can have right? it's like if Nat Phillips do you want to go I'd, I'd boost him up if you want him he's, he's 40 million do you know what I mean yeah. if you don't want him Carol money back, you twat. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They're <laughs> gonna have to, they're gonna have to overspend for players who who aren't worth that sort of money in that. And I'm not asked me. Let them do it, innit? They want to yeah, I think I think they might I think they're gonna struggle to stay up, I really do. I, I do I, myself, I, yeah. I, I don't think looking at them, the position they're in at the moment, if they were if they were tenth, eighth, you you'd 
looking to head towards Europe and that you it gives them a chance, it gives them the benefit of the doubt and go, right, I'll come in and improve them, get to there. No one wants to be move, jump and ship mid-season to try and help someone stay up. It just doesn't work that way. I don't think that... It's, all, think it's all money now, lad. If they if they go and bid £35 million for James Tarkovsky, who's worth 12 then Burnley are going to bite their hand off. And then they'll go, right, James, you're on 60 grand a week at Burnley. We'll give you 150 grand a week here. He, he's, he, going to, he's going to bite their hand off. But he's not going to keep them up, though, is he? Even him couldn't stop the route that's going to happen every game not. against them, really. But he might not. But if if you've got someone willing to pay you more than double, yeah, yeah. what you pay, it's like it's like like you, Jay. You're an electrician. If you get another firm coming in to you who've got a shit reputation, but they go, we'll double what you're getting paid now. You're going to go, yeah, go ahead. Same with wouldn't, me. Jay wouldn't though. But you could struggle in the other in the other side of it because that Saint Maximum could attract any club in Europe now. I'd have him in the team, do you know what I mean? He's a, I think he's a brilliant player. and yeah, you, yeah. It only takes someone to come in for him in January because Newcastle aren't safe at the minute to stay in the league, do you know what I mean? They're still, they're still in the relegation battle. If he was to go, then they're starting to lose players before they can actually bring in better players. And there's nothing saying just because they've become the richest club in football that he's going to want to stay there for more money. He's going to want to play in the best teams, in the in the best competitions, the Champions League, even Europa League, he's going to want to play in Europe. Them talents who are at Newcastle and they're not going to want to wait around five years to do it. Well, I can't see them that's doing on, that anyway. That's on Newcastle to persuade them that they can do it then, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I think you look at City when they first got the money, I don't think anyone would have said when they lost 8-1 against fucking Middlesbrough that the next season, right, we're going to fucking do boss here, we're going to get Rubinho in, we're going to get fucking, you know, we're going to, we're going to get players... They done it. It's the same way City done it at first. Brought Shea Given in, brought uh, Craig Bellamy in, Ben Jarni. They, they were buying decent no, Premier League fair, players. Buying, buying very good players. And then the likes of Rubino, who was like a superstar, they're bringing him in. Newcastle aren't going to be able to do that. I don't think they're going to be able to. Not yet. Yeah. Not they, yet. Had a bit, they had I a bit of a better manager as well, though, in Mark Hughes at the time, didn't they? He was a bit of a more of a well known manager. If you say Eddie Howe isn't going to attract top, top players, he's already looking at three players from Bournemouth, I think, or something like that. So he's already looking at the lower leagues to try and mm. help him in the Premier League, whereas you need to be looking mm. further afield if you're going to be signed to stay survival. So I've seen the looking at Deli Ali apparently, with, on loan um, with the option to buy if they stay up, which, it, I mean, that, that's a, probably a decent deal, to be fair, if they, if they can pull that one off. But he's Deli Ali's shit. He's going to improve Newcastle, though, that's the thing. If there was anyone, I'd look at... Like to buy, I go for Lingard from United for them because he proved when he went to West Ham how much of an asset he could actually be when he's given game time. Do you know what I, mean? do, I don't, I don't like United. Though. Yeah, that's I don't like him anyway because he's a United player. But the logical side of be going He'll for someone like that. Whereas Deli Ali, has been like Marshall, chance. Marshall yeah. gonna be available in January. Yeah, yeah. Deli Ali's Phillips, who are going to improve your actual eleven. Deli Ali's is shite. Deli Ali's a fucking crap. He's he's been given a chance under every manager, and he I think he's done well under Pochettino for a bit. But after that, he's just done shite, and I can't see him ever coming back to the form that he ever was. He's just I don't know. He's still only twenty five, to be fair. Like so, is he? Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. They bought him when he was eighteen, lad. So he's just been is around he? forever. They well, might prove me wrong also, then. Arsenal, about fifty. Wow. Mad, but uh, no, like you say, it should be fairly straightforward for us. We played the way we played, we should blow them out the park. I uh, say five one myself. Like. Today, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I'm confident I reckon four or five one easily. If I we lose, we might we're get, never yeah. doing a podcast again. 
<laughs> John Joe Shelby, red card. Was he still banned from his last one? Um, and yeah, I'll definitely put him three past them. Someone scoring an attic today. Smell. I'm I'm gonna say six now. I'm I'm We're just... all confident then. Yeah, I am. We've you know we've beat better Newcastle teams by that score in the past. We've we have fun normally playing Newcastle. Newcastle. It just it depends what Liverpool turn up like against Villa. I don't think we played bad. We got through a number of times. We just didn't have our shooting boots on. And yeah. I think one of them games where the ball doesn't bounce at the right time for you and all shit like that. It's, it's a lack of luck. But we turn up today shooting boots on. Yeah. You, you're pissing it. We can't you play. Go on, Jay. Just gonna say you can't play United and every every week, you know what I mean. So I'm gonna say as well, we need to we need to score goals because if you look at City, what they done seven 0 the other day, the goal difference has suddenly straightly swayed. I think yeah. in City's favour. So and the, and they're head on points, so we need to get them the goals to go head on a goal difference as well. Because at the end of the season, it could come down to goal difference. Yeah, yeah definitely. We just, we just need. I think we, we take the foot off the pedal a little bit, don't we? Yeah, we get to four four nil and we start slowing down when you should be. Yeah. When their their confidence is down, being four 0 whack another four past them. That's it. City never take the force off the pedal, do they? No, in fairness, no. To them, like... no, the they haven't even got an out and out striker. No, <laughs> it's just no. mad. They're horrible, aren't they? I hate them. Yeah. Um, I hate everyone. Fuck, the rest of the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, should be straightforward. And then obviously we've got a we've got Spurs at the weekend. If that goes ahead, um, obviously we we were talking a bit about this sort of. Before we went, before we started recording, and um, sort of everything isn't looking the greatest at the minute with with this fucking Omicron shite. Um, I was saying like France have already saying that they're not allowing people from the UK into the country. Uh, we were talking about the African Cup of Nations, saying you know will that go ahead? Um, and it's a bit of a from a Liverpool standpoint, you want it, you don't want it to go ahead. But Jay, you said you know from a sort of rest of the world standpoint, if that gets cancelled. Then that's easy then for them to then go, right, this is cancelled and that's cancelled. And it it's you don't want anything to start the ball rolling in that way again. We can't go through that again, I don't think. Especially something that big. Like that's like obviously that's their equivalent to the Euros and the World Cup and stuff like that. So you've got to, you've got to try and let it go. If even if it's you know, I don't want anything to be behind closed doors again. I don't think I don't think the country gets hacked. I don't think our country could hack being behind closed doors. We need the match. If if people don't want to get jabbed, they don't get jabbed. If they're at risk, and so be it. That's what they want to do. They they're willing to do that. If we're double jabbed, it should be our choice whether we go to a gig or an event or a football match. It should be our choice. We should say right, yeah. There's a fucking another variant about, but we're double jabbed. Getting told how fantastic it is, how good the booster is. So let us in the fucking ground and and carry on letting us. Because otherwise, it's just going to go to pot again. But yeah, I hope the, I hope the Afghan, I hope it goes on. I do. As as um, Craig said earlier, we're not, we're going to lose Salah, Mane, and half a Kiza. <laughs> That's a bad if. Um, and don't get me wrong, Salah and Mane are absolutely outstanding. But the form of Iggy's in, form Jota's in, you've got Minamino, Oxlade's in great form. We've got enough. We've got enough Firmino. to get on. You missed out Firmino as well. Oh, yeah. We've got enough to crack on. And you've got, yeah. like we said as well, didn't we? We've got Jones to come back as well to fill in for Cater if it does go ahead and stuff. And I, I agree with you. I think if it goes ahead, it, it it sets up the season to carry on going ahead because there's already talks with teams losing players through COVID and that. that I've seen void the season already in so, on some things and that. But Thomas Frank, the Brentford manager, said 
yeah. this this weekend's game should be cancelled to to stop it and that. But then we're already in the fucking busiest part of the season. Where where does the game then get put in? To be fair, Potter from Brighton asked for his game to get postponed today, and I think he's got one case of COVID and an injury and a suspension, and he was asking for it off. So it's just a loophole for, for managers to, to cry in getting games off when you're out of form and that. So just a, at the end of the day, I, I get it if if low if all your staff have got it and you can't perform. But like Spurs, where in a 13, 13 staff yeah. and players they had with COVID, you know, which is acceptable, and you go, well, I. I, I put down like when we played the World Club Cup though. We mm-hmm. had to play our kids against Aston Villa in another cup. So why can't they do that? Have, have, you, seen, seen, have you seen what they've done to Chelsea as well? Chelsea have complained about the um, when they play in the Club World Cup that it, it's going to clash with games and that. So they've they've jangled the games now. So it, um, yeah. you know what I mean? But when it's us, they'll play the kids. It's a joke, mate. Honestly. But we, we get fuck all off the league. We, we know that. We've known that for years, haven't we? But yeah. That's we why we love it. You know what I mean? Because when we do win it, we just we just love it. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that all the, all the COVID stuff at the grounds and it, it is it's going to cause it's going to cause controversy because you know clubs come out and said he doesn't see why people won't get jabbed and won't get boosted and that. But he understands the argument. What's the fucking point if they're going to lock us all down again? What yeah. is the point in getting jabbed and putting stuff in your body? I'm double jabbed, so I'm. I've done what I can to protect myself from the virus. If if you, for instance, Jay, you don't want to get double jabbed, that's on you. Something happens to you. If I if I catch it and give it to you, it's fucking still on you. Yeah. At the end of the day, you've chose to to be to be more susceptible to getting it. So yeah. let us all let us all do what we were doing I'm, before yeah. it. I'm double jabbed myself as well, and it, it was like, and now to say it was when we got the double jabs, it was like get these two, and it'll be you'll be protected from it all, or obviously majority of it, and then now it's. That was pointless having them jabs. You need this booster because they do nothing to this thing. And it's like, well, what's the point in getting them in the first place then? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they're contradicting themselves and saying stuff. And if he would have brought stuff in like that three weeks ago, he just brought them in on the day after he found out they all had a party and bloody... Uh, and in that's it, exactly it, what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah, so... Every time you get caught out with something they've done fucking wrong, whether it's him cheating on his wife, him decorating his house with the taxpayer's money... I'm having a fucking party while people are watching the fucking families die through windows. Yeah. He come out with something else, <coughs> something else to fucking deflect away from the truth. The horrible Tory bastards. And I can't believe no one's caused a fucking fuss. No, it's just, we've all just sat back and let it happen. It's fucking mental. It is, it is. It's fucking mental, as you say, but there'll be, there's enough fucking stupid dickheads in the country that'll still vote them into power. So, yeah. It's a fucking, it's a shambles. The whole thing's been a shambles from the well, way I was, I was at the Villa game and um, and obviously the, the chance star comes around, fuck the Tories and that. So where I was sat, I was the only one who started singing it and there was a fella like shaking his head in front of me now. So I, was, I started going louder and louder because that's just my view on it. So <laughs> then I start, then I started starting singing Maggie's in the mud. You know what I mean? I hate, I hate the Tories, me, and, and anything to do with them. So... For me, I just don't see why anyone puts them in power because they're just all for themselves and not for anyone else. Baffling, isn't it? Yeah. On the way to Milan, I got talking to this this fucking Tory bird, and I said to her, like she was going, like, guess what I do as a job? I said, you don't put the studs on the floor, do you? So the almost can't sleep there. And she was like, no, no. I said, well, that's what that's what he's like. That's the that's the man that he's out. He's a fucking horrible. And she's like, no, we're not. I said, well, why would you vote for people to go starve? Why would you vote for them to be food banks? 
why would you vote for people to go cold in the winter? I said, because that's what you're voting for. Without even for, you're voting on based on Brexit, based on f- blagging you less foreigners are going to get in the country, based on blagging you that the NHS is going to stay. These are being lied to, and to save face, these are still voting because you don't want to admit you were fucking wrong in the first place. And it's not fucking weird to say, but. That's effectively what it is. If you vote Tory, you're voting against everything in, in humanity, anything humane. You're voting against everything that's normal. Jeremy Corbyn, when he was fighting, and I was not a political fucking podcast, but here we go, you've kicked me off. But when he was when he was going on about living a better life and leading a better life and having less days in work and more money and everyone having access to food and internet and stuff, we were told it was like a dream world. It was a fairy tale. That's the majority of the rest of the world live like that. And we got told it was a fucking pipe dream. It's, a, it, it's mad, mate. The, the media have brainwashed people into thinking that a better way of life is fucking stupid. And it, it's just the upper class that, that are getting that better way of life. And all those fucking who work our asses off every day are getting left to fucking rot, pay more taxes. And as you know, we're fucking, we're valuing out now trying to help food banks because people haven't got money for Christmas dinners and that. So the, the country, our city in particular, it's fucked and it's all because of them Tory bastards. Yeah. And what you're saying that, if anyone does want to help out at all, head over to Jay's uh, Twitter page at Scouts Republic and you can get involved. As he's, I think you've got one with Jamie Webster tickets at the minute, haven't you? Um, I can't give them away. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to give. Fucking hell. Give us some dough for them tickets. Yeah. No, it's literally three quid a ticket. But there's 30 numbers available. So we want to make 90 quid for the two tickets. Someone's gifted them to us because they can't go. Two tickets for Jamie Webster tomorrow. Food Bank will get 90 quid. Go towards our collection. We've got a Liverpool bundle, which has got tour tickets. It's got signed photo by John Barnes in a frame. Signed by Jan Mulby in a frame. Signed Alan Kennedy. Merchandise, prints, clobber, cups. It's got fucking all sorts. There's, there's loads there. They're a five or a ticket or three for ten. We're doing that draw tonight. And then we've got a boozy one. Hundred um, quid worth of booze. Port. Fucking whiskey, vodka. Malibu. Prosecco. And 50 quid cash. Three tubs of sweets. That's the same. Five quid to go. Three for a tenner. And you go to you can't have a go with that one, lad. <laughs> no, but like you say, it's all it's all for a great cause. So yeah, if anyone does want to get involved, I'd say head over to Jay's uh, Twitter or Instagram. Um, it should be, I imagine, it's on both of the that's uh, Scouts Republic. So you can get involved and DM him. Nice one. Uh, so final, then one more time, final predictions for the Newcastle score. 5-1. 4-0. I'm sticking with 6 now. Ah, yeah? Yeah. I want to see your betting slip, Jay. Sound, I'll do it in a bit. Go on. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. lads, it's been a pleasure. 4-0. Minamino to score any time. That's a brave bet. I want to see your betting slip for that. <laughs> I think 5-1 fa- five, five, with a salad attic. <laughs> and your attic somewhere. It's like the time I've done the bet, Liverpool, to win 2-0. Minamino, a hat sack. <laughs> Telly couldn't come because he thought there was four of us on this, even though one said no. I know, yeah. (laughs) I'm still waiting for Neil. (laughs) Neil bending in my corner. Uh, Right, lads, look, it's been an absolute pleasure again. So, uh, 
will uh, be back. It's probably going to be after the Spurs game now. So, um, a few days to listen to this and find out how much fun we are. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> nice one for joining us, boys. And uh, up the edge. Subscribe to the YouTube as well. It's nice. Sports Social Podcast Network.